Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back. Hour number two of the huddle. It is 11.08 on this really beautiful Sunday morning. It's actually almost warm out there, 25 degrees. Thanks for being with us this morning. If you missed anything in our first hour, of course, you can always podcast it. We had some great conversation about uh, the Timberwolves and some of the suspensions. We had Brad Frost on. We talked about uh, some of the Vikings' defensive coordinator search as well. Uh, if you want to call us, please do give us a call. Send us your calls. Send us your texts. You can do so on the Cities One Plumbing Talking text line. It's 651-461-9226. Two questions that came out of the first hour. Is five games enough for what Mo Bamba got coming off the bench? Uh, and, and essentially starting that Timberwolves fight with Austin Rivers. Four games, I believe. Was it four? I, I he thought got he got four. five. I thought he, he got, got four, four and Austin got uh, three. Okay, pardon me. Four games. I thought it should be five or maybe even six. Is four games enough for coming off the bench? And in the uh, end of the hour, an interesting interesting question kind of arise, Charlie. We talked about uh, the Pro Bowl and and what is it become? It's it's somewhat it's a spectacle, but it's not really hitting the mark. Which kind of prompted my thinking here is what what should what should take place of the Pro Bowl, or or should the Pro Bowl be moved, or how do we fix it? How do we fix the Pro Bowl? I would love to hear your suggestion. There is no wrong answer, and the more ridiculous, the better. Please, uh, you can call or text us at six five one. Four six one nine two two six. That's the city's one plumbing talk and text line. We uh, begin the second hour again with the Timberwolves uh, and talk about Anthony Edwards. Uh, he did not make uh, the NBA All Star team this week, despite having a phenomenal year. He yes, he had a slower start, and that probably had a lot to contribute to it. But I do think he's worthy uh, at this point of being called a snub to the All Star game, or at least not being higher in the voting. I believe for guards, he finished in eighth, uh, right behind Russell Westbrook, by the way, who is averaging 10 points per game less than him this year. I think he's better than a few guys on the list ahead of him. He gets almost no fan votes, which to me, unfortunately, signals two things and and is not great for either uh, for Timberwolves fans with the idea um, of keeping him long-term. Number one, Anthony Edwards is a very good player on what has seemed up to this point not a great team. The Timberwolves are playing better. 
but they got off to a way, way, way too slow start uh, to make anything truly, truly happen. Season's not over. There's a lot left to go. But I think that has a lot to do with the fact that he didn't make it. And number two, and I feel like we've made this point a lot with a lot of different sports, with a lot of different players, if he plays somewhere else, it makes a difference. And it does. And and this is not to say that Minnesota's a bad place to play. I've lived here for 15 years. Minnesota's a wonderful place to be. Athletes love to be here. But in terms of what the NBA looks like right now, and because of the history the Timberwolves have, it's tough being a star player here. And I say this with the context of, I talked about Russell Westbrook. He plays in L.A. If Anthony Edwards played in L.A., or Chicago, or New York, I would imagine there's a little bit more, he's maybe even a little bit higher up the list. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he absolutely becomes an all-star for that. But if you look at statistics, and you look at statistically where Russell Westbrook is, and listen, Russell Westbrook gets votes because he's Russell Westbrook, right? That's why he's up there. It doesn't matter what he's done. It matters. It doesn't matter what he did this year. It matters his history, right? He's got longevity here. That's why Russell Westbrook gets the votes for a lot of this. It's because he is Russell Westbrook. But I do believe that if Anthony Edwards played somewhere else in L.A. or Chicago, New York, that maybe he gets a little bit closer. Maybe Anthony Edwards doesn't care. Maybe Anthony, and he did say that this week. He said, and I love this. He said, I don't really care about being an all-star. I care about making the playoffs, and and I do love that. Finally, we have a player that cares more about the postseason than the midseason, and that matters. It matters to the team. It matters to the players around it, and I don't know if it's just a party line, if they have great PR guys who are feeding him that line and saying, this is how you handle this. But even if that's the case, I love that he's thinking that that's something that should be out there, right? That That... I don't really care a whole lot about the All-Star game. There's bonuses and stuff that I'm sure he would care about, but he's doing just fine. What he would rather have is to make the postseason. And that is what you need when you have a team that has been absent from the postseason largely for the last 20 years. So you finally have that guy, and it is annoying. It is frustrating that Anthony Edwards... Did not get into the All-Star game. I, I do think that he deserved it. I do think that he deserved to be there. Did other guys deserve to be? Absolutely. Did Steph Curry deserve it? Yes. Luka Doncic, John Morant, Damon Lillard, De'Aaron Fox. I, I, I think you could probably swap Anthony Edwards and De'Aaron Fox in the voting. That's the way, that's the way it was. Um, but I think he deserved it. And I think it's kind of a bummer that we didn't get Anthony Edwards to be an All-Star this year. Because I certainly think that although he had a slower start, he has... Uh, certainly, certainly brought it on here as we head to midseason. So that's my rant for that. But we are getting some great calls, texts on the Twin City, on the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line. Give us a call. Shoot us a text, 651-461-9226. Second hour question here. What should we do for the Pro Bowl, which I love? We got a text in on the text line. Dave, Make it into a pro-am football game, not unlike the Pebble Beach golf tournament. So I'm, I'm guessing what we're saying there, and thank you for the text, is do we do we get non-football players playing football with the football guys? Maybe that's what we do it. I, w- would you like to see that? 
I wouldn't. I, I mean, uh, I, I don't, don't know. think that would work out. I don't know. I, I don't know think how that like to... works out in golf, but maybe let's not get football. let let's take Byron Buxton and let let him play wide receiver. No, don't have. Well, you know what? Maybe he could run because there's no walls that he can run into. So maybe that's okay. I right. see James Harrison hitting a guy who's not really ready for it. <laughs> it's flag football. Let's go to the phone line, shall we? Ken in Blaine. Ken, good morning, good morning to you. You're on the City's One Plumbing Talk and Text Line. How are you today? Yes. Good morning. I'm good. Um, I attended both uh, women's hockey games this weekend, uh, yeah. Friday night, and and yesterday they had a very, I mean, they had, looked like a sellout crowd in both games. And uh, I, one of the things that I, I, I hadn't been to a Gopher women's game for a while, but it seemed like... Uh, the officials are really letting the roughness of the game accelerate uh, since I last saw it. And uh, it's kind of uh, one of those things that it's gotten more physical, I think, than it has been in the past. And uh, so uh, that, I don't know, they're just not calling uh, the physical part of the game. That's an interesting. interesting. Yeah, Ken, thank you. That's an interesting point. And And I agree. We've seen the game get quite a bit more physical over the past couple of years. And that that's a great topic for maybe another time about why there's checking in the in, in the men's hockey game versus the women's hockey game, uh, why there's not there. Uh, certainly, they are fast. They are strong. They are skilled. Uh, it's a lot. And the Gopher women's hockey team is just a blast to watch. Uh, and and uh, frankly, in the last couple Olympics that I covered, the women's hockey team was more fun to watch than the men's team. So, uh, but that's a good question. It, it is getting more physical. The game's getting faster. Uh, they play body contact, which is allowed, but not checking, which is not allowed. That's <laughs> we don't have enough time to get into that right now. But I do, I do love, uh, I love the question there. Let's. Um, we got one more call on the line here on the city's one plumbing talk and text line. Uh, should we go, Charlie? Should we go with? Do we have Jeff on the line? Yeah, good morning. Hey, Jeff. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. I have a question about the Gopher basketball team. Mm-hmm. How long are people, are, are fans going to have patience with the Gopher basketball program? Uh, you know, I think Ben Johnson is a good coach, but, you know, it's been a long time since they've been in the upper, upper echelon of the mm-hmm. Big Ten. And I was just wondering, you know, how long do you think people are going to have patience with them and I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, Jeff. That's a great question. We talked about that in the first hour where, where, you know, how long do we have? Ben's only been here. I believe that's, this is his second season. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would, I I give him a little more. I still, I am of the thought that you have to give a coach at least, uh, at least three, if not more years just to get his guys in there. Now that changes a bit with the transfer portal because you don't have to wait. You can get guys over pretty quickly. I agree. The, the Gopher basketball team is not competitive right now in, in the Big Ten, and that's a problem. And it's it's hard because the longer that you're not competitive, the longer it is going to take for you to get those really good players. And you're 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 losing out to Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State on a year, Indiana on a yearly basis because those schools always get great recruits, right? But listen. <laughs> Look down the road now. Look at what St. Thomas is doing. Now, they're not playing the same schedule as the Gophers. But look what they're doing down there. 
They're now D1, and they are winning basketball games. And, and if this trend continues, it's not too long from now that kids are going to have a decision to go, eh, do I want to go play in the Big Ten and maybe win two or three games? Or would I rather go play, it's the Summit League. Am I right, Charles? the Summit League? That's correct? Yep, they should be in the Summit League, yep. Would I rather go play in the Summit League and have a chance to contend and win and get an ed- education? You know, I. <laughs> it's... We're looking down the way here, and there's still a lot of work that that would need to be done by the St. Thomas program, I think, to to get to that point. But the trajectory that both of these programs are on right now begs that question. At some point, a kid's going to have the choice of one of those two programs, and which is he going to choose? That's if things stay the way they are. Great question. Thank you. Keep your calls and texts coming, 651-461-9226. It is the City's One Plumbing Talk and Text Line. If you're on hold, you can stay on hold. I will get to you later. Uh, coming up next, though, a really great guest, Kyle Rudolph, former Vikings tight end and Tampa Bay Bucks tight end. Played with Tom Brady this year. In fact, he caught his last regular season touchdown ever. I'm really curious what he did with that football. I will ask him next on the huddle on a 3-0 WCCO. Welcome back to the huddle. Hoping uh, we're, we're waiting on Kyle Rudolph still here. He hopefully will be joining us uh, in the next few minutes. We were talking about uh, Anthony Edwards not being an all-star. We had some great calls on the City's One Plumbing Talk and Text Line. It's 651-461-9226. We've also had some texts uh, to that line as well. And, yep. He said, hey, Charlie, if you could hear me, Kyle says give him another buzz. He didn't get calls from numbers uh, that he doesn't have. So try him one more time. So we'll get Rudy here uh, in just a second. Uh, looking at the uh, text line here, we were talking about St. Thomas just a little bit ago. He says, Dave, I think St. Thomas could be very competitive and could actually uh, be some competition in three to five years. So that is that is very interesting. Uh, great topic. We'll uh, revisit that just a little bit later. But now we are going to the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. We have former Vikings tight end and my good friend who played the season with the Tampa Bay Bucks, Kyle Rudolph. Kyle, good morning, buddy. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. You got the kids in the background. It's a busy Sunday morning, I'm sure. Are you uh, Are you in Minnesota now or are you still in Florida? No, we're still in Florida, and uh, we just left Henry's hockey practice. So, uh, all fired up from a morning on the rink, and uh, now we got to get home and get some lunch. We got a big monster jam at Raymond James later today. So that's awesome. Uh, busy Sunday for the family. How is the youth hockey scene in Florida? You know, coming down here. So Henry started this summer up in Minnesota. Yeah, and. He would absolutely love it. He loves being on the ice, and obviously you can skate everywhere in, in the Twin Cities. And coming down here, we weren't sure how it would be, but obviously with the Lightning success down here, it's kind of breathed this life of hockey into the town. So um, there's a few hockey places, and the Lightning have a great youth program. So uh, we've befriended some of the guys there, and uh, he skates with some of their kids, so they have fun. Rudy, uh, you caught Tom Brady's final regular season touchdown, correct? Do, do you have that ball, or does he have it? <laughs> so, um, being that it was my 50th regular season touchdown, 
Um, I certainly didn't know at the time it was going to be his last regular yeah. season touchdown, uh, but they had a hard time getting the ball away from me when I went to the sideline. And <laughs> I got it to the equipment manager and told him I wanted to keep it. And then uh, I hadn't gotten it yet. And obviously the news of Tom retiring this week, I wasn't sure if I'd ever get that ball. But sure enough, the day after Tom retired, it, it showed up in my locker and it was painted up. So uh, I, I have that and that won't be going anywhere. That's awesome. That's awesome. And congratulations on that touchdown as well. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk about where Tom Brady ranks all time, where uh, certainly in quarterbacks, I mean, it'd be hard to argue that he's he's not one of, if not the greatest. But in your time with him in Tampa, what did you see from Tom Brady that made him so good for so long at the game of football? Well, I think one of the biggest things, uh, when you you know finished his 23rd season this year, and uh, you know it was evident to me during training camp, you know he had his 10 day break or 11 day break where he wasn't with the team, and you know if I take a day off, I'm usually rusty the next day coming out, <laughs> or you know sometimes we'd have a three day weekend during the season, and you always come back on that Monday practice and it's kind of like in the head coach's handbook, like, all right, I'm going to tell the guys they were rusty and they had too much time off. And, uh, you know, we, we never had a good practice after a couple of days off. And mm-hmm. I'll never forget during camp, Tom showed up that Monday after we got back from Tennessee. And it was one of the best practices I'd ever seen from a quarterback. Like, I don't think the ball hit the ground the entire time. And he was just slinging around. And, you know, that was when it kind of clicked for me. I was like, ah, I get it. Like, he just knows exactly what not to do you know he knows he's played this game for so long um he knows exactly where to go with the football and it's incredible at 45 years old he still has the physical ability to do it you know you see a lot of times with quarterbacks as they age mentally they're as sharp as they ever would and they they've seen every defense they've seen every pressure they've seen every coverage so you're never going to trick them but maybe physically they can't get the ball where they want and you know, later that week we played the Colts in the only preseason action that Tom had, and he fired a ball out to Julio on the sidelines, you know, 25, 30 yards down the field, and it was no different than a 20-something-year-old kid just firing it out there to the sidelines. And, you know, for me, when you have the, the physical ability paired with the experience that he had over 23 years playing football, it just it was hard to beat, and, you know, that's what made him so good. Did you have uh, Kyle Rudolph, by the way, joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline uh, this morning? Kyle, appreciate your time. Do you um, did you have any idea throughout the season that this might be Brady's last season? I mean, was there certainly he's a pro's pro and he's always got that that competitive edge and he always wants to win. But did you looking and seeing in in those moments with him? Did you have an idea that this might be the last one for him? No, I didn't. And, you know, obviously there was talk about going into the last season of this being his last one. And then, you know, as the season went on, like I said, physically it looked like he could still do it for, you know, as many years as he wanted. Uh, And then certainly as the year went on and things didn't go the way I'm sure he had hoped, we had hoped as a team, I had hoped personally, um, you know, I thought, oh, maybe he, you know, he might do this again, you know, to, to try to go out more on his standard and his terms. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't say that I was necessarily surprised that he retired, but I also would have said the same thing if 
if he would have come back as well. So, you know, I think you could really see it in, in his farewell message on social media that he had given everything he had to the game of football. And after 23 years, he was just ready to be done. Well, you certainly can't blame him for that. Uh, he he's he gave everything to the game, and he's been a lot of fun. I cannot imagine playing until you're 45 years old, uh, Kyle. Let's yeah, let's talk about. I couldn't imagine going 12 right? more. I was going to say you're 33. You could not. I mean that, that in different positions, obviously, right? But um, to, to the longevity that he had, and and I think about how much the game has changed from when he started to now. How difficult it would be to constantly be changing yourself and staying up with with the times and the way that the league changes and guys get stronger and faster over that time i mean it's just incredible could you imagine that that kind of pushing yourself out till you're 45 years old no i mean i really couldn't and like i said i i was extremely fortunate to get to play a season with him and be around him on a daily basis and see what he does to take care of himself both during the season physically, you know, on days that we have practice and then, you know, what he does to recover. And, um, you know, obviously you, you have to do everything possible to physically be in the shape that he's in. As I said before, most guys, when they get into their forties, they know exactly where to go with the ball. You know, I think of Brett and Peyton and Drew and all these guys that were still great quarterbacks into their forties, but it was because they, you know, mentally were so far ahead of everyone else. And then, you know, with Tom, he could make every throw possible. And it was just incredible to watch because, like I said, not only did he know, you know, what not to do and where to go with the football, but he also could sit back there and, you know, all of a sudden launch one 55 yards down the field and hit Mike Evans over the top for a touchdown when, you know, most guys weren't doing that at 45 years yeah, old. Yeah. Kyle, let's talk about Altru. Um, you, you started this a few years ago, you and Jason Zucker did, cause I remember you were here or it was near the, your end of the time here, uh, in Minnesota. It's a really neat idea, an interesting concept and a, and a, and a kind of change on, um, a sweepstakes and being able to enter yourself in and do some good, some charity. Tell me about all true and how it works. Yeah. So basically we work with. Athletes, celebrities, entertainers, pretty much anyone who is passionate about, you know, a nonprofit, whether it be their own foundation or just, you know, another charity that they're passionate about. And they're willing to leverage their platform and, you know, reach the masses, whether that be their fan base or their team's fan base. Um, And then, you know, the fans enter to win and one lucky fan will get the opportunity to win you know, an experience that's once in a lifetime. And we were fortunate this year to be able to partner with the NFL and with the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. And 22 of the nominees um, are participating right now. Uh, Today and tomorrow are the last two days to enter. Um, And Adam Thielen is one of those. So for the Twin Cities fan base, the state of Minnesota, uh, you can go to All True, so A-L-L-T-R-O-O, dot com slash dealing and adam is raising money 100 percent of the money goes directly to adam's family's foundation uh and one lucky winner will win a, a vikings experience uh, and get to do some cool stuff next year during the viking season so uh we're raising money for all the nominees charities as well as some some other cool charities on our website right now and like i said not only does all the money go to charity but 
someone will be lucky enough to win a really, really cool once-in-a-lifetime experience. Some very cool sweepstakes on your site and some very – uh, some great athletes as well. I mean, you, you can for you can get cars, experiences. Uh, it, it's really cool, Kyle. Uh, I, man, I, it was so nice to catch up with you. Always appreciate it when you were time with, with your time here in Minnesota and now in Tampa. Are you? By the way, are you coaching your your kiddo in uh, in hockey, or do you just watch? Uh, I stand there next to Steven Stamkos as Henry, my <laughs> son, and his son Carter go go at it on the ice and usually are spending more time laying on the ice than they are actually skating around. So uh, I'm, I'm subbing in for, for baseball this spring. So I'll be uh, coaching a little baseball for Henry this spring, but uh, he can already skate better than I can at four. <laughs> so I'm no good on the ice. Rudy, thanks a lot, buddy. Great to talk to you. Good luck Absolutely with everything this offseason. Thank you. We'll see you All this right. summer. All right, buddy. Sounds good. Kyle Rudolph, former Vikings Tight end, uh, finished up the season here with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Always a great interview. Loved him when he was in purple. Like him even uh, just as much now that he's down in Florida. And he gave you the site there, all true, A-L-L-T-R-O-O.com. Check it out. Some really good uh, experiences on there. We will step aside and take a quick call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Break the huddle continues on a 3 WCCO. Welcome back to the huddle. Had a great, great conversation with former Vikings tight end and current Bucks tight end Kyle Rudolph last segment. It's up on uh, podcast now. You can get the podcast on odyssey.com or anywhere you get your podcast. You can always listen to our show uh, if you missed a segment here or there. Want to listen to the whole thing throughout the week. It's always good. You can listen to it at any time. Time to go to our fast break again. Charlie, what do we got? We got a pick em segment today. Pick em. Let's do it. Pick them. So I want your gut reaction to these questions. Just quick. Let me know quick. who you think we can. I mean, you know, you can you can throw in a little bit of your analysis I, there. Your, I your have a lot of gut reaction. Winning analysis. Yeah, award winning. Everything I do is a gut reaction. It's rarely quick. But go ahead. <laughs> All right. Let's start off with Dave, the player that the Wild will trade for at the trade deadline. Oh goodness. Um, that's a great question. 
I I I would have said Bo Horvath uh, before last week because um, I I would I do think that the Wild uh, if they're going to make a move and let let's be honest at this point we've talked to a bunch of people it looks like the most tradable guy at this point could be Matt Dumba uh, I, I don't know if that's going to happen this is a recording uh, uh, that's been said. what's that this yeah, is a right? recording that's been exactly. said for the past uh, six years. Yeah, I, I mean, well, and before him, it was Jason Zucker over and over and over and over. And eventually they got a good, you know, Bill Guerin got a great deal for Jason Zucker. They got Kalen Addison, uh, who they have uh, right now, has played very well for them. So I, I would assume, here's what I would assume. I would assume that whoever it is, Billy Guerin will get a good deal because he has proved time and again that he knows uh, how to get good talent. He knows how to trade for good talent. The scouting department has done great. Look who they got this year in the offseason. Philip Gustafson has definitely been better than I think anyone thought he would in, ba- in a backup role. And at times, he's just he's one of the better goalies in the league at this point. Sam Steele, who really has kind of filled that role for a number one center. So that that's why it's so hard to me to go, well, they're just going to go after you know the only num- a number one center they can. May- you know, maybe they look at Chicago for Taves or Kane. I keep hearing that. I just can't picture either one of those guys in a wild sweater, but Sam Steele has played really well, which, which kind of makes you think maybe, well, maybe they don't need the big, big number one center. The salaries are going to be an issue. That's the biggest thing. If they can, if, if the wild unload Matt Dumba, it's the salary cap space they get back. So I I would say if it, it may, and it may be nobody, honestly, the way that they're playing right now, I also think Bill Guerin doesn't want to upset the apple cart. And if the locker room's working, you don't mess with it. So it, it could be, Nobody. It could be something good. It could just be something to really uh, get some salary cap space off the books. That's one incredible way of not answering the question, Dave. Isn't it? I know. Great, uh, phenomenal. I mean, that should be. I'm going to send that out to every politician I know, <laughs> uh, which is not many, but uh, you know, whoever uh, wants it will get that that tape because uh, the answer to who the Wild will trade for at the deadline is who knows. Yeah. I don't, who who knows. Unfortunately, I wish I had better insight, but I don't. Well, let's move on then. How about how about this one, Dave? Okay. Who will the Wolves trade for at the deadline? Oh, and anybody. Um, I, I mean, <laughs> uh, the easy one. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just it's it's so hard because I mean, the, the, give me a name. You got to give me a name for this one. I need I need a name. Uh, I, I'll, uh, I, I honestly, man, I don't. I could say Kyrie Irving, but I, if that happens, honestly, I'm just throwing my my hands up. Um, and I just I, here's the problem, and here's the problem: the one guy on the roster that you need to trade that you clearly could do without, and that you could probably get a haul back for, you can't move until July, right? It, it's Carl Anthony Towns. You can move him. And, and he'll he'll fetch a huge haul for a team because they don't need him right now. I mean, look what this team's doing without him. And I I just but you but you're so handcuffed because you can't move him until July. So so there's a ton of guys who I you know you could move D'Angelo Russell at some point if you want. Um, but the the, the one that's going to make the most sense is if you can try to move Carl Anthony Towns, but you can't do it till later this summer. I don't think they move anybody at the deadline. I really don't. I, I don't think um, – I, I don't. I think they just stand pat, which I think – and I don't think they have any choice in the matter. Not a fan of the Nas Reed for Bones Highland talk, it seems. Sure. 
That you know what? That's a, I don't even know who Bones Highland is, but I know who Nas Reed is. Nas Reed Bones Highland, a guard for the Denver Nuggets, and he's been there a, you go. a bit disconcerted there. Go with him. Sixth man for the Denver Nuggets. Uh, yeah, guard help for for center help. Uh, got a lot of a lot of forwards on this Wolves mm-hmm. team. All right, Dave, who is going to be the next defensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings? I think. Hmm. I I think it's probably going to be Brian Flores, and I and I know why. I know Pete, um, the other gentleman whose name I'm Evero Giro Evero. Yeah, yeah. I I like Flores. I, I mean, un, I, unfortunately, the toughest thing is going to be that he's up for a couple a couple of different jobs at this point, including defensive coordinator elsewhere. Now, I I think if I was a defensive coordinator. And I looked at a team where I wanted to go. And look at the Vikings. And the Vikings are a team that is, they won 13 games this year. Uh, the defense needs some major help. We all know that, right? So so there's going to be some pieces to move this offseason, some drafting to do. But when you look at who you still have remaining, you'll have Daniel Hunter for sure. You'll have a couple other guys, you know, maybe Harrison Smith uh, restructures, or maybe there's some some things that can happen. But you look at the offense and and the and just the sheer capability of being able to win. The Vikings are a really attractive target mm-hmm. for for any coach and or player. I mean, this team did win 13 games, and and they were not listen, they were not far from winning. Only 10 games. They probably weren't far from winning another game or two until they got blown out. And, and the difference is defense. So if, it, it's also, there's a really high reward factor in that job. You can't really get any worse than the Vikings defense did this year. You just can't. I mean, they're the, one of the worst defenses in, in the National Football League. And they had some really great players. You, know, you had two defensive ends who were phenomenal playing in positions that they shouldn't have. You had a great line, a, a pretty good linebacking core. But with Eric Kendricks in there, whether he'll be back or not. But in terms of a, a risk-reward, there's very little risk with this defensive coordinator job. The defense can't get worse. They were awful this year. So take a job that, that it's only you can only go up from. So I like Flores. I like what he's done. I think he's, I think he's got uh, some acumen. And I, I like him in there, but I could see, uh, see them going either way. All right, well, we'll move that into the next question here. We're going to do two more very quick ones. Okay. Uh, what position group will the Vikings spend the most money on in free agency? Well, the easy one is always offensive line because that's always what they draft and they spend my, they spend money on offensive line always. Uh, I think defensive secondary is, is an issue. And, and, that, and some of that money may come in uh, giving another contract to Patrick Peterson. I really think – I really like him back again. Uh, I thought he played way, way better than I than I initially thought this year than they. So I think some of the money goes to him, but I I think you don't have any choice but to sink a lot of money into the secondary of this team. It has to be. You're going to have to spend on offensive line, but I think you could probably draft some offensive linemen again because that's what they do every single year, and why not? But I think if you're going to go for Never if you're going to spend your money. Go go secondary. All right, and last question for you, Dave. Uh, it's about lunchtime, uh, and I, I need to get lunch after this, so I want your opinion. What's the best yes. sandwich? The best sandwich. The, the best sandwich. Not not like Philly. a Philly? A Philly cheesesteak. That was easy. I mean, it's just perfect, right? Although, 
Don't sleep on a Monte Cristo. Have you ever had oh, one of those? I, I, but with the powder sugar, I'm not a fan. Yeah, but I it's sweet and it. salty and savory. No. no. Oh, man. Too decadent. So so Philly cheesesteak, and then I'll, I'll tell you this one. And I had this, and I can't say the name of it because it's not okay for public radio. Oof. But when I was in college in the East Coast, and we went, we used to visit Rutgers. My friend lived in New Jersey. And we would get this sandwich. If anyone is familiar with Rutgers and their grease trucks, you can get these sandwiches. They're incredible. And it's this – and I still remember it 25 years later. It was like you could get hamburgers with lettuce, tomato, pickle, all that, French fries, a chicken cutlet. I mean these were like – they were incredible sandwiches. They had names that you can't say. Um, but they were really, really good. Really good. And I they still remember good. them. All right, yeah. Dave. Well, that's all I got for you. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll wrap on the show in just a second. Huddle rolls on. Welcome back to the huddle. It's been a great show today. My thanks to Brad Frost and Kyle Rudolph. Both of those segments are podcastable now on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. As we close the show this week, I want to pay tribute to my friend, Andy Trowbridge, who passed away way too young this week. In journalism, you spend a lot of time away from your family. Your coworkers become like your family. I met Andy when he was a college intern for us at CARE 11 at the University of Minnesota. Didn't take us long to realize we needed him on staff, and he was hired out of school. We worked together on the weekends at CARE 11, just the two of us often in our small little office for the better part of seven years. We were spent late nights, weekends, holidays together, and we built a very strong friendship. He was quite simply the most reliable and conscientious teammate you could ever have. If you needed something done well and right, you could always count on Andy, no matter the pressure of the situation. But most importantly, he was my friend. And on weekends, we would talk about everything. Family, friends, life, love, loss, sometimes even sports. We would laugh a lot. He loved the Minnesota sports scene. We poked fun at each other. We were a team. He met my kids, my wife. I met his family as well. I attended his father's funeral when he passed, and Andy was one of the first people to reach out to me when my father passed earlier this year. Like so many of his friends and family this week, my heart hurts. I prayed a lot this week for his mother, Wendy, who is an incredibly strong woman of faith. No parent should lose a child, especially one as dedicated to his family and friends as Andy was. She's determined to make a positive out of something. So I have no doubt that she will. It doesn't make sense to me why he's gone so young. I don't think it ever will. And when I get to what's next, it'll be one of the many questions I ask. But for now, I will definitely miss him and always cherish my time with my friend and producer, Andy Trowbridge. And I hope that you rest in peace, friend. So as I leave you this Sunday, call your family, say hello, Tell a friend you care, everybody, because we never really know how much time we have to do so. Have a great Sunday. We'll see you next week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's gonna go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.